Welcome to Soul Logic. Not sure. Breathy. Spirituality. This is neither tie-dye, running through fairy fields, nor corporate performance metrics. It's about increasing your inner authority and personal freedom. We're your hosts, Cindy and Scott, and we're here to put the practical into awakening. Welcome to podcast number two of Soul Logic. My name is Scott, and I'm joined here with Cindy. And today we're going to talk about how an awakening begins. You know, what causes an awakening? There are some pretty major things that may happen in one's life, such as a major life event could be the loss of an important relationship. It could be the loss of a job. Could be the death of somebody close to us. Maybe recovery from an addiction. You know, there's quite a few different ways that an awakening could be triggered. And in this edition, we're going to each share what happened for us, not only how it started, but how it continued. I think everybody expects the awakening to be like a bolt of lightning or a bolt of enlightenment when you're sitting on top of a mountain or something. And I don't think for either one of us, it happened to be that way. Um, I, although I do feel like I got a little bit shocked out of my, out of my system or out of my life, but I was in very much a daily situation. I was in a marriage at the time that there wasn't really anything wrong, but there wasn't anything really right. And looking back on it now, I know I was just really kind of flatlining in life, like had the big set of blahs. <laughs> and I was meeting an old friend, actually a mentor, a man I used to work for, for dinner in Chicago. And I was on my way to go to my husband, my then husband's family um, house on the lake in Michigan, but on the way I stopped in Chicago to have dinner and I think I was there for work. We're sitting there and uh, he just looked at me and he's like, what happened to the Cindy I used to know? And I at first looked at him blankly, like, what do you mean? Like I'm, I'm sitting right here. And he's like, no, no. He's like the Cindy I used to know. And he put in a bunch of adjectives, you know, was like going to take over the world or definitely not the person who was sort of flatlining across from him. And in that moment, it was like, I was bursting from underneath the water. Like I was drowning and didn't even know it. And I was surfacing for air and internally, I literally felt like, (gasps) you know, and it was that quickly. I knew my marriage was over. My life needed to go in a much different direction. And that I would say was my first awakening. And uh, I would call it, and now looking back, I mean, I thought I I thought when that happened, I went off on my journey and I started exploring like what in the world is happening to me. And I thought I was all kinds of of awake already. I did not understand that there was a lot more coming and I can get into that, but I want to hear first, Scott, from you. Let's hear how you got, what was your spark? What started this journey for you? Yeah, well, that's, that's a great question. I do want to hear more about this. I already thought I was awake because I can't imagine how many times I've said that to myself, right? (laughs) For me, it was a, I believe a little bit different. You know, I, I kind of joked that it took 30 years to wake up, which is a pretty long time probably, but I always knew that there was something else out there. And I remember telling you, Cindy, that when I was probably 14 years old, delivering papers around my neighborhood, there was a lady that was on the paper route and she was very eccentric. And I always liked really eccentric and eclectic people. And in her home, she had a lot of birds. And when I mean a lot of birds, I mean a lot of birds, not just one or two birds in a bird cage. There were crazy bird multiple lady. bird cages, right? <laughs> and they were yeah. hanging here and there. And I was always, it was like being in an aviary. It was pretty crazy now that I think about it. Yeah. But I was always fascinated by that. And I would go there and spend a few minutes and talk to her. And she 
was very much into astrology and other forms of divination. And I was always fascinated. I just remember being fascinated. So I would spend you know quite a few minutes every day and just talk to her and learn something new. I was really young. I had no idea what I was even learning. But I always sensed that there was something more. And I'd look up in the sky a lot and the stars. And I loved science fiction. It was probably around, well, no, it was 1989, actually. And I was out riding my bike one afternoon. I used to work for an airline. And I remember riding in this country road. It was in the middle of the afternoon. And I had this vision of a plane crashing, which was an odd thing for me to be having a vision of as I'm riding a bicycle. And I remember the plane, it was a vision of a DC-10 crashing. I came home that afternoon after riding, I found out that a DC-10 had crashed. Mm. I was like, oh, wow. Like, where did that come from? So little things like that over the years would start to kind of play out. So I was, I was always interested in learning about anything that I could find, you know, different ways of connecting with, with higher levels of consciousness channeling, working with spirit guides. I would participate in workshops. And there was so little material, I remember back then. So little material. Mm -hmm. So this is where my resistance to awakening and embracing this came because it's not that breathy, right? Spirituality. (laughs) I didn't see a lot of guys doing it. I wanted to know more of like, what is all of this? What is this bigger connection that's out there? So consequently, there wasn't very much out there at the time. And what was out there, I was researching and learning about from numerology to astrology and and resonating with some of it and some of it not resonating with it at all. And that continued for quite a while. But fast forward, I would say I left my corporate job voluntarily. And now I realize I don't have the trappings of anything. Now it's really on me to to learn and to grow. And so I started dedicating more of my time to learning about different methods of awakening and, and spiritual practices and became more involved in, in yoga and consulted some spiritual teachers, worked with them, participated in some workshops. Again, nothing major, the real big bang. It wasn't even a spark. It was like an explosion was when I met my twin flame, which is the other part of my soul. And I had no idea what that was. And that was in August of 2018. And it sent me down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out what the heck it was. And it just really kind of into the dark night of the soul and blew everything apart. And I know that part of that is what happened to you, right? Where things just kind of like blew apart. And Mm -hmm. that's when I just after a long time of resisting and the logic piece of it, right? We talk about soul logic, my Mm -hmm. mind being so adamant and so determined that I wanted answers. I wanted to know what this was. I wanted to understand it logically. Well, guess what? There wasn't much to understand logically. And it made me crazy. It really, really made me like absolutely nuts. I mean, I was existing in life and doing perfectly fine in life, but I had this whole thing happening below the surface that was making me completely crazy. And it wasn't until I surrendered to what this was and, and also got some professional support, you know, with people that had been through this before and understood this relationship. And we'll talk in more depth about the whole twin flame connection, because it is a pretty fascinating story. Or situation. Yes, and that is a topic in and of itself. Oh, goodness gracious. Night. Probably multiple episodes. It is. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So that's kind of my, my took 30 years, but it was the, really the last three years that was the big kaboom. And that's why now I'm here to do something with it, to help others understand where they are and how they can journey through it. Because just as you said a few minutes ago, every time I thought that I had awakened, and here's the irony, in 2017, um, I co-led with a buddy of mine, The Awakening Man, a journey mm -hmm. in, the, in the Sacred Valley of Peru. And it was an amazing week of working with a shaman and hiking and plant medicine and also Western, you know, coaching and workshops and just some really intense work. Did the same thing in 2018. And I thought, okay, this is good. I'm done. I'm awake. I never expected that I was going to be the one going through this radical life transformation. But right. that's when it started after 2018. It was like the real big kaboom. So what yeah, a ride. So, that's so interesting because I didn't actually realize that because I would say my next like really deepening of the awakening experience happened in 2018 as well. So I didn't actually realize that coincided for us. Interesting. Um, yeah, that was my, mine was uh, my mother passing. So it was my second parent to pass. And um, yeah, it's so funny. Like you think like, you've got this, you're awake, you're doing the work, right. <laughs> you know, and, you know, even going into my mom's illness, which was a surprise because she was relatively young and, and very healthy. Thought I had 10 more years to even worry about her getting sick, quite honestly. And um, and then going into it thinking like, well, okay, you know, I'm an awakened person here. I, I got this and really just, wow. I mean, sent into definitely deep, a uh, dark night of the soul. Um, and you know, I've told you this before, but it's like, it was one of the hardest things I've had to do, but because I'd at least done some of the work coming into it, it was also one of the most special um, times as well, because I have to say it is when I think I really understood soul, quite frankly, like in a, like felt it not again, like I, I tend to live above my, my neck, right? I, like I live up here in my head and this dropped me so far down into my body, into the emotions and the conversations that my mom and I would have about death, about what's coming. And I mean, just having those deep, deep conversations, just, I mean, you can't not understand the soul. I don't think at, the, at that point when you're going through some of that, um, and even after she passed, quite frankly, like just really understanding a soul's connection that we're, we are eternal. I am not very religious. I kind of rejected, not kind of, I pretty much rejected man-made religion as a kid. I do believe in a higher intelligence, higher power. I'm okay with the word God. I just don't think you need a religion to get to, to that higher power. For me, it was like, there's a knowing in your head. And then there's like a knowing, <laughs> a knowing in your soul. And that for me in 2018 was the big, that was big, you know, and that's, I think all I thought I was, you know, all awake. <laughs> and then you get flattened by something, whether it's a twin flame or, you know, a death in the family or whatever it might be, or you do finally get another lightning bolt, you know, from, from, you know, enlightenment or what have you. Um, and to your point, it's like, who knows what's next? Like now I know <laughs> not to be so cocky about it. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> as soon as you do, it's like, you get the two by four to the head <laughs> going down deeper again. But yeah, I just like, that was frankly, just even a more, more recent realization. I just thought of it as a sort of a deepening of an awakening, but I really understand it for me now that it was kind of a mental 
awakening, like awakened my awareness um, way back when, when I had that dinner, which was about, well, it was in 2006. So what is that 15, 16 years ago um, that caused me to start on the journey, you know, and that this journey doesn't really have an end, quite frankly. And then in 2018 to just like whew, go really, really deep and frankly, just be a different person and really understand um, what it means to be soul led, like to really understand your own soul. Um, yeah, it just, it was a big, a big, big deal both times, right? So maybe it's, I don't know if it's a spark so much. Is it a, is it a clobber? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's a spark. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it was multiple sparks along the way. And it's, I, I, I joke that it's kind of like these, it was a continual tap on the shoulder for me. Yeah, it was for all those years prior to meeting my twin flame. And that was the kaboom. I mean, that was like the explosion, right? It's yeah. funny as when you started talking, and particularly when you talked about the soul and what the soul knows, and my cat Peppy, she came down here, and she's been rubbing my legs back and forth and back and forth. And she's saying, yes, this is very true. That, or she wants to eat. I don't know. It could be one of the two. Right. <laughs> or both. both. Or both. She's like, yeah, what you're saying is true. Now wrap it up so you could feed me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love animals. You know, that's actually a, a, an interesting piece of it. They are so connected, right? Yes. Oh she gosh, has yes. been one of the most incredible teachers for me. And people are like, it's a cat. No, it's not <laughs> just a cat. And it's yeah. not just a dog. It's certainly not just a baby or a child, right? I right. mean, children, babies, um, children, of course, are babies, but animals, cats and dogs. I mean, they are so incredibly connected mm -hmm. and it's phenomenal to watch. And you just see the presence that they have. And that's something we'll talk about in the future podcast is, is presence and how we can increase our presence and really bring more uh, magic into our lives. And I mean that in a, in a way that's, you know, like really special and make our lives so much richer. Wow. I would yeah. never have thought that I would be talking about this, to be quite honest with you. I was always fascinated by it, you know, but I never really thought that it was would lead to this. And, you know, for the listeners, it's important for you all to know that soul logic just happened a couple of days ago. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we talked about it and then we're like going around and around with some different names. And we realized, okay, this is why we're aligned and what we're what we're here to talk about is to help people that are really coming from that headspace, help them understand that what you are perceiving, what you're thinking about is, is so valid and so real. And at the basis of it all, we are all energy. We are all connected. There's a valid reason why you're feeling this, why you're perceiving something. Our soul does know, our inner knowing is so powerful. Part of our philosophy is it's all about personal freedom. And we can, but you can't get to personal freedom unless you increase your personal power, your inner authority, which then allows us to have more confidence and trust. So all of that combined means that we really do know, and we're going to be talking about a lot of that in almost every podcast in some way or another, it's to begin to trust yourselves more. And that's what we've been doing through this journey. I know I've been doing that. You too, Cindy, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to your point of starting this podcast, I mean, it's just another step on our own, our own journey, because I mean, look, it's, you know, we are, I think pretty motivated, action-oriented people, but it's taken us three years. I mean, I'm just for I'll speak for myself, but it's like I wasn't really ready to ever take this mainstream or talk about it 
in public. I thought, oh my gosh, people think I'm nuts, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I think it takes that getting to that soul level where you understand like, okay, what I'm going through, if other people are going through this, I want them to know, you know, it's relatively normal. Somebody else have gone through it before actually helps know that like you're, you're on the right track. Right. So I think even this, you and I deciding to share our stories and be more forthcoming with it. I mean, it's frankly a little bit scary, feels vulnerable because we are both in the corporate world. And even though we approach it with logic, I mean, I mean, let's be real. There's some things that aren't logical that are not reasonable, but they're still very real. Um, like your twin flame, like, you know, I think there's logic behind it, but it doesn't feel like it at the time. Right. You know, and it feels very vulnerable to even be talking about this here, but I think we both feel it's really important for people to know, you know, if this is happening to you, you're not the only one it's been happening to. And even though we might be a little bit further down the journey than some, we still got a long road to go ourselves. Oh, the road never ends, quite honestly. Ongoing journey of discovery, exploration, and and just being being more who we are, being authentic. And, and everybody has that inner light. We're all energy. We're all energetic beings connected to God. So being able to shine that light in each one of our unique ways. And that's what makes us so special. Exactly. And I think, you know, I remember asking my teacher, I, I found a teacher along the way, and I just remember thinking, like, some of it's hard, you know, like relationships change and shift and you change and shift. And I was like, what's the point? <laughs> you know, like, I want to go back to ignorance is bliss. Thank you very much. Right. But I think now I understand as I get closer and closer. And again, we are, we talk about trusting yourself, your inner authority, like the personal freedom. Um, that is the goal. And now I feel like I'm having more and more of that. And I'm understanding like, this is why this is why that you can truly, you know, that we can do this podcast and we can say, Hey, <laughs> we're on this journey. And, you know, it feels a little vulnerable, but this is what's happening to us. Like that's pretty liberating. A lot vulnerable reality check, right? right. <laughs> a lot, but, but it is liberating. Absolutely. And it, it feels great because I was having this conversation with somebody earlier talking about this podcast, soul logic and explaining to the person, I, really don't understand why I'm doing it. I'm just feeling kind of guided or called to do it, which yeah. tells me, tells my soul that there's other people out there that this will resonate with. And that makes me happy because I remember three years ago, particularly during the twin flame time, because I was in such a bad state and really just trying to understand what was happening, that it was all of those people out there that at that time were sharing their journey that really helped me make sense of my journey and helped me understand what I was going through. And okay, no, you're not going crazy and you don't need meds or anything like that. I mean, I probably <laughs> drink a lot more, but, but you know, it, it was, they were teachers. Every single one of them was a teacher. Didn't meet most of them because there were probably videos on YouTube and books that I bought, but I couldn't read enough or, or watch enough about it because I had to understand. I was really trying to make sense of it. And now I've kind of given up that need to understand and make sense of it. And it feels great because now I'm just trusting that, Hey, we're doing this and we're going to see where it goes because we don't even know where it's going to go. We have a long list of topics, by the way, everybody. So we have a lot of things that we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about so much more and so much is going to happen. And we'll be bringing guests onto the show and answering your questions too. You know, so that's another point is that feel free to 
to email us at soullogic at roadmaptoawakening.com. That's soullogic at roadmaptoawakening.com because we want to be here for you. And we're, we're excited to be able to share your questions, share your stories, answer your questions here, and, and really all learn. That is the goal. That is the goal. Absolutely. Because as we're all connected, the more that we can share, the more we can each learn, it helps everybody. Yeah, in fact, we were just having this conversation about this the course that we put together, Your Roadmap to Awakening, with a group of peers uh, that we, we both know. And we were just running by this five-step process that we put together in this course and just putting it out there. And they it was really well received, which was which was validating again as you're sort of as we are tiptoeing into this here, putting it out there um, to get the feedback to come, you know, in that way. And just in that conversation, like I picked up stuff, you know, just really inspirational stories of a couple of people really trusting themselves and just burning the boats and going for it, you know, which um, I kind of straddle both. I still straddle both worlds and I've come to terms with that, but I still admire that burning the boats and, and going for it and um, inspires me. So yes, we are totally learning from each other. Welcome questions, comments, anything like that, that uh, you want to contribute to this conversation. Yeah, that was a great conversation the other night with, with our peers. And it, as you said, it was very validating. And because you and I talked about this and we spent many months creating the course and comparing our stories and what we'd learned through it. And then to see that really was the first time that you and I have seen our five stages of awakening as we experienced them and we created the course around that it resonated with other people. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yes, <laughs> it <laughs> <No>. works. <laughs> it makes sense exactly. because it's one thing to make sense to us, but it made sense to them. And they shared their very powerful stories. And again, all different stories, but there's some really common themes. Exactly. That, that restlessness, that feeling of being unsettled, didn't matter how much money one was making, right? How successful yeah. in quotes, I say successful, they appeared to be there wasn't that happiness. There wasn't that joy on the inside. And that's really what our life is all about. Yeah. I know, contrary to what we might believe, right? But it is being in that state of joy and being in that state of creativity and even abundance, meaning good health and, you know, an abundant lifestyle where we feel really great. And that's awakening to our, our potential, I guess I would say. I agree. I agree. And I would even say, I would just, you know, that, um, you know, I, there's a lot of people who have their take on what life is all about. The one I like the most, I think is just our job is to be happy. Like it doesn't really matter, you know, what your purpose is even. It's just like our job is to be happy here. And so then even like with COVID coming through, it's like having gone through this experience and Scott, you and I talked about this through the whole time. It's just like, of course, we felt bad for people who were sick, um, the millions that were dying, uh, the economic crisis, like all of that. And yet there, in some way we were able, like we, I think I'll speak for you too, but we were avoided most, if not all of the anxiety. Like there was just a feeling of like, you know, we're gonna be okay. And like, even though there's, I lost people during, you know, the, the thick of it, um, but it's like, it's, it's okay. Like the fear didn't overtake me. And I know a few people, um, many people probably that were really in pain, I think over, over COVID. I mean, not just economic pain, if they lost their job, but just anxiety and mental stress and losing sleep and 
all these things that um, caused this emotional upheaval. And we were really able to kind of stay even, right, of the anxiety, I think, mostly. Um, and I attribute that to this awakening process and just um, trusting that we'll get through it, you know, no matter how hard it gets. Yeah, um, that that definitely speaks to me. And I think you explained it really well. So don't <laughs> second guess yourself there. What I noticed is that, you know, and I, I say this often, that in the beginning, I was one of those people that figured, okay, by July, we'll be out of it, right? Uh, last mm -hmm. year, <laughs> July of last right. year. Right. <laughs> and yes, folks, it is 2021. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember going into it thinking, okay, you have an opportunity here. What, how can you come out of this better than when you went into it? And I asked myself that question. And so I made a real effort to, to learn some more, to commit to different things in my life. Even though many things had shut down, it didn't stop learning. It didn't stop participating in things, right? Mm -hmm. Albeit virtually. Mm -hmm. And then it continued and then it continued. And I, I absolutely agree. I was not thrown off course. I thankfully was never in that place of fear. I was trusting that what we're going through is what we're going through and there is a way through it. And I do know many people that unfortunately were petrified and yeah. we're really, I mean, we're just in a really, really difficult state, even to this, even to this day, somewhat difficult yeah. state. And I really feel for them. I have a lot of compassion for them. I attribute it to getting to that place where I became very confident with what my inner knowing, what my soul is saying, you know, paying mm -hmm. attention, listening to it, spending time in meditation. And I created much more of a discipline in my day to start my day and during my day than I did before, partly because I didn't have as many distractions, right? You know, because there was a lot less um, pulling at me and, you know, I wasn't traveling here, wasn't traveling there. So I was able to create much more of a structure, which ended up supporting my days much better. And I've continued with that, which has been great. Yeah, and I think there's a piece of that too is like developing this inner world with some real depth to it. And so you don't have that inner quaking, if you will, because it's like you can withstand the yes. isolation. You can totally. withstand the silence kind of, right? Of, you know, the, the lack of social distraction, although there's plenty of distraction with Netflix and apps and whatnot. <laughs> but, um, you know, having a, a pretty rich inner world helps me a lot, you know, to just be okay being with myself you know yes you have the spark and then so what I mean I ask the question like what is the purpose of this <laughs> for so long and to finally understand it um or at least to begin to understand it is uh really helpful really helpful to me it is and and we'll wrap it up here I think in, in just a couple of minutes one thing I would like to say is that when it was really difficult and when my mind was really questioning, you know, that logic was demanding answers and wanted to understand what was happening mm -hmm. is when it became the most difficult for me. I was resisting that mm -hmm. the soul just saying, just go with it, just go with it. Well, I wasn't the type of person just to say, okay, I'll go with it, right? Yeah. That's one point. The other thing that I noticed is that through my work as a coach and working with clients all over the world, I got to hear really personal stories from people from all different nationalities and more than ever, because every single person, each one of us was going through the same thing at the same time. It's the first time in humanity's history where we understand now, and even understood then, what a person in Taiwan or South Africa or Greenland 
I'm not sure why I picked Greenland, but you know what I mean. In the in the farthest corners of the world is going through. We knew what lockdown felt like. We knew what wearing a mask felt like. We knew what having our calendars that were completely full, wiped clean felt like because all activities were canceled. We knew all of that and how sitting with ourselves, how awkward that could be and how uncomfortable. And I also got to see the, the similarity between each person that I was working with and how everybody had the same concerns. And we are not different at all. It is such a beautiful thing to see how we are so much the same everywhere in the world. That's such a beautiful sentiment. It's so true. And I actually feel like it's even ties back to my experience with my mother, where it's like the most horrific time and also one of the most beautiful and transformational times mm-hmm. if you allow the depth to come through and that connection, right? Where we're all we're all the same, right? All we all care same. about our families, we all care about, you know. Yeah. We're so yeah. much more alike than we are different. Yes. Doesn't matter the languages we speak, we don't even have to speak. And that's that's a beautiful thing. We'll talk about that in an upcoming episode too, because that was a pretty powerful week for me when I went to a silent retreat. Perfect. There. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So Cindy, what do you think? We should leave the audience with a question to focus on maybe? Yeah. I mean, I think this one's kind of maybe easy-ish where it's like, you had a moment, right? Have you had a moment of awakening? Or what I really love too with your experience, Scott, is like a pre-moment, even if you haven't had like a big spark where you had the DC-10 image? Like, have you had something happen that came true or like a premonition and intuition where you even maybe wrote it off as a coincidence or something Mm -hmm. that might actually be, if not a spark, like a precursor to the spark? I think just giving that a few minutes of thought to figure Mm -hmm. out like, are you, you know, where are you at on that piece would be a really cool place to start thinking about this for yourself. That's great. Yeah. And, and I would just add to that and sensing into if you've ever felt a part of something more, mm. something bigger, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Great. Well, we will see you all in the next podcast. Our topic is going to be the power of choice. At Soul Logic, we're excited to explore all of these topics and spirituality that is not Exactly. We have our (laughs) online course, Your Roadmap to Awakening. You can see it online at roadmaptoawakening.com. I'm Scott Masciarelli. I'm Cindy Jennings. We're so thrilled you joined us today. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.